0: this is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about scheme more than hot takes. The ones who want X's and O's and not talking heads. From the eye in, in the, the sky. sky. Yes. This is Seattle
1: Overload. Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Let's go welcome to the seattle overload podcast where we are breaking down the 2023 nfl draft edge prospects so that is the outside linebackers in seattle's three four however before that there's a tiny bit of seahawks news marquise goodwin who was the seahawks wide receiver three after ds got hurt again and Seattle needed someone to step up, and Goodwin was decent in action last year. He has signed with the Cleveland Browns. He was a free agent. Seattle obviously feels highly about Dariq Young, and D. could is still on the roster. So Goodwin departing, not the end of the world, but he was a nice option, and if there was no salary cap in the world, Seattle probably would have picked him up again. It's just they're up against the cap. They don't necessarily absolutely need a veteran free agent wide receiver three. And so that's that do You have any thoughts on that before the other news?
0: No, you covered it. He was a good player. We will always cherish his contributions. If there is one thing to pick from this is that I like how I said, I have nothing to add. And then I'm adding things. It's just like, we saw the value of what a third receiver that is, you know, that can do some stuff. What would it means for the offense? So, his exit should mean that they should really try to get a guy that can do what He can do it more. Who's also younger and therefore theoretically could stay on the field more and use more. So.
1: Absolutely. And on that theme, we are going to be talking about the draft and we're talking about edge rushes. And some of these guys could have made interest in tight ends or receivers, but draft Michael Mayer.
0: Absolutely. Draft Michael Mayer. Um, yeah. He had a great, he had a, really good numbers come out today it matches the tape he 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 tested between the combine and his pro day identically to how you would hope he would based off of his tape yeah he's how slightly
1: re- slightly more wiggly on tape but the fact that he runs a sub th- uh seven second three cone and a four two or four three short shuttle that's kind of confirmation of the wiggle and then you know four seven forty is fine at uh, 250 it, like, that's tested fine across the board he's like a above average athlete well even yeah. like good good to very good right on if you go on math bomb uh, kentley platts ras scoring relative athletic score he, he's, he's like did. a
0: 70 75 percentile athlete which is firmly above average it's not it's you know conventional like not like you've never seen it before but right. for his play style and his skills like that's it just it augments everything that else that he can do
1: they go and maybe that wide receiver three is sorry, maybe that receiver three is a wide receiver instead of Mayer. Uh, I don't think you get quite as much ability to g- get that person snaps than you would getting a to top tight end given Metcalf and Lockett still exist. But you, you know, Zay Flowers, I haven't seen his numbers out of Boston College's pro day yet, but Zay Flowers, obviously, an option. And then Jackson Smith in Jigba, Jordan Addison some intriguing names too. We will be talking about the wide receivers. But the other thing is Seattle's front office, Pete Carroll, John Schneider, everyone else, they are being wild out here, and they're just deciding to go to each pro day of the quarterbacks. So we got a great picture first with CJ Stroud. Then we got a fun one with Bryce Young. And now uh, recently it was Kentucky's pro day most recently. And so they met up with Will Levis. Griff, are are they going to take a quarterback at five? Is this a bluff to make teams trade above them? Is this a double bluff because they do want a quarterback? Is this a triple bluff, a quadruple bluff? What are they doing, Griff?
0: Man, I don't know. Um, I, I think we have to at least entertain the idea that they would because, you know, it's like yeah you rarely ever get to pick five overall and especially there's four high profile quarterbacks and the cardinals aren't going quarterback so you might be in play for one of these guys so probably just out of due diligence you have to know what you're working with there um because what if they just fall in love with the guy but i think that it's more likely that they're they're putting on the guys that they want a quarterback and are really really uh you know Either wanting teams to jump them to to increase their trade back value, or they want a guy to fall. So, um, you know, plus you're going to the pro days anyway, you might as well meet with the quarterback. Like it doesn't, it's it's not like it costs you anything.
1: Well, they didn't take a picture of Anthony Richardson, but I would say this is true. But they more... met with him at the combine. Yeah, this is more. It it seems to me. Uh, As we've discussed previously, if the Cardinals trade out of three to a quarterback-needy team, and the Raiders did sign Jimmy Garoppolo, but they could still be that kind of team to do that. It's not too big a jump for them. Then Seattle might or should have the first non-quarterback pick of the draft. So there's obviously good reason for them to be doing this. And I I do think, yeah, Richardson's pro day is still to come. And uh, there's the other guy as well. The other guy that's so disrespectful uh hendon hooker like where, where do they draw the line they just do it with every quarterback but yeah i i, I don't know it, I, yeah. I i my thought is that it's a it's just they're messing around there's nothing really to lose but i think if they actually really wanted a quarterback they wouldn't be doing this so there's no harm in doing well it.
0: if they really did want a quarterback you have to present as though you like all of them equally so that you don't tip your hand right
1: Ah, well, they failed on that because Greg Olson, the new quarterback's coach, had different facial expressions. Will Levis' smile wasn't as good as the other smiles I'd say.
0: Yeah. Now if they didn't if they didn't have Gino, it's it's funny because you can you can fashion an fashion an argument for every single one of these guys you know like like just like what is pete like what is john like like you can you can make that work with every guy you can make an argument for all of it w- walger and you know so i don't know
1: yeah yeah i think i'd be of the mind for yeah.
0: fun for fun gun to your head who do you which of these quarterbacks would you take if they needed a the quarterback just What is your what's your knee jerk reaction? What's your knee jerk answer? Stroud. Yeah, I'd probably go Stroud. That Georgia game, he was uh, so. I mean,
1: yeah, he was so good, but you can't be a coward. So Richardson is quite exciting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, if Young was an inch, two inches taller, he probably is quarterback one.
1: Yeah. So we are talking about the edges in this podcast, and. That LSU game, they they were just plugging the middle up and he was like there was a few throws he had where if he was taller or a bit stronger and bigger, yeah, there's throws which are completed, but because they're just plugging the middle up and he can't operate in the pocket and the pockets yeah. in the NFL will be even more condensed. Um
0: so, Yeah. Um and like back to Stroud really quick. Like, that Georgia game, like, that game was a revelation because he finally did stuff outside of the pocket, like, of which we right. haven't seen. But he was insane in the pocket, too, that game. Absolutely uh, yeah, he's, uh
1: he was throwing stuff early, like, anticipation, uh, throwing guys open, uh th- you know, throwing a g- into the right leverage and stuff, like, and yeah. isolated matchups, which, before, like, move- you hadn't quite seen that, like, and-, and you sort of had a concern of, oh, is this just like a similar thing to Justin Fields, where he has all day and it takes him a while to get through things, and yeah. and and he's had so much time? But the Georgia game, he you know, was under serious pressure and tights moving coverage around
0: and... the pocket was an insanity. Yeah, because I mean, that's the Georgia defensive line.
1: Yeah, but and I anyway. still think he needs to speed things up a bit and and g- get get through things quicker but whoever
0: whoever takes stroud you're talking about year two and year three with him year one i i i don't think the returns will be bad but i don't think they'll be like what you'd want
1: the other thing with him as well the combine when they do all their throwing around in shorts he was so much like noticeably more accurate than the other guys like i mean Um, his accuracy has always been a strength right but like it was very very obvious like him in contrast with like a Richardson it was like whoa this is what a guy who's accurate looks like compared to someone who struggles with parts of that
0: yeah yeah okay he has, a f- he has the fewest question marks basically is the he checks the most boxes which is
1: important but there you go anyway right edge rushers so when we talk outside linebackers in the Seahawks defense, the Seahawks run of three-four defense. Griff, what does that mean? I've heard. That means there's two outside linebackers on the field at all times. Sometimes they will play like a outside linebacker in a three-four, and sometimes they will play as a wide nine in a four-down from uh, in the two-four-five nickel, or even in dime, even front looks as well. This player is kind of like a mix between the old Leo and Sam Mm -hmm. when Seattle used to run a 4-3 personnel and it's kind of 245 to 265 pounds. Guy has to be comfortable dropping into coverage in an ideal world. He has, generally speaking, speed and get off. Uh, They have to have a good speed rush, get off, some bend, and then they have to be able to set an edge. uh, If they're going to play on early downs, they have to be able to be the edge setter and be strong and and have effort against the run as well. Anything to add there?
0: Nope, I agree. Yeah, and so
1: for that as well, generally speaking, arms of 33 inches or longer are preferable because without that, then you you know it's harder to set an edge. It's harder to unlock certain moves, and Seattle's rarely dip below that. Uh, they 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 would do that, but again with the measurements with all this stuff, it's a kind of a comfort level thing. It's like, where well, are you going to spend a top fifty pick on that kind of guy who's not quite the perfect dude in terms of that? Perhaps not. Are you going to do it in the fifth round with like an Alton Robinson? Then sure, yeah.
0: Sort of... Jacob Martin didn't have the arm length that they normally like, but. He was what a sixth round pick, so.
1: Right, 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 right. So, who's your favorite out of the edge rushers? And oh, before that, we have covered Will Anderson. Yeah, check the podcast out. We we did it a few weeks ago. Will Anderson's obviously the number one overall guy in in, in this class of outside the outside linebackers. Right, he's the number one dude in, out of the outside linebackers. He'll be the first one taken. Tyree Wilson is kind of a big outside linebacker. We also have talked about him, and we'd consider him, even though he's a big outside linebacker, he he's almost uh, a five tech, old five tech type. Even though he's not, (laughs) that's confusing. But he's he's more like,
0: um, well, it's really quick to define Tyree. Forget about the three four. But if he played in the old scheme, he would be a Leo, but a big Leo. But he's a Leo that isn't best as the as a 3-4 outside linebacker, whereas most Leos would be. So it's like when they had Ezekiel Anza, who was 275. Yeah. He was a Leo. And even the peak version of Anza would be a Leo. But ideally, he was not in a 3-4. He could make it work. But anyway.
1: There you go. Okay. So... Other than that, outside linebacker-wise, what are you thinking of this class, Biff?
0: I don't think most years there's a square first-rounder. I think that you're talking like fringe first-rounder, bottom of the first. Um, I think that a lot of these guys, like like last year was an average edge class. It was not, at least if we're talking of the sub-265 guys, right? Last year was not bad. It was just average. Um. Like all these guys after Anderson, I would take all of them after Abiketty last year, for example. Like like after Abiketty, and then right up there with Maffei Maffei and um, Drake Jackson, and then you kind of getting into the Benito territory. Um. So yeah. Um, by the way, Chris Myers asks Keon White. So we're going to do a separate Edge podcast where we talk about the bigger guys, like Maddie said, like the tweener types. So, you know, Lucas Van Ness, Tuli Tui Pelotu, Keon White. And we'll get into Tyree Wilson in a little bit. That will be like a separate episode. Like right now, we're just talking like the more pure 3-4 outside linebacker fits. So those guys, um, I think that the, the guy that leads off the best of the rest after Henderson, though, is BJ Ojolari. I think we yes. agree on that. So, yeah, we got tape too.
1: We do um, have tape. So, yeah, BJ Ojolari, LSU, over 34-inch long arms. He's 6'2", which is slightly shorter than probably most teams would like. But he has that kind of blend of size. What was he, over 250 pounds? He was
0: 250, yeah.
1: Yeah, he has a blend of kind of size and ability to set the edge some coverage experience like they dropped him into the weak hook the strong hook curl flat he looks comfortable doing that he's got agility but then also he has the kind of speedy bendy profile and his best stuff is like wow kind of stuff so yeah let's take a look at him versus Alabama um, as I figure out the old there we go Right. Ugh. where do you want to go to first, Griff?
0: Um, I'll let you steer the ship, and then I'll just backseat drive. So I'm putting all the pressure on you, actually. Yeah, you are. So uh, we, we we chose some clips where we, like it shows what he can do, but then it also kind of shows the stuff that kind of puts the ceiling like kind of caps the ceiling a little bit and then also some of the stuff in between um you know because if we just showed highlights and you think well this guy's a top 10 pick right so it's like what makes him a you know he'll probably he probably goes in the 25 to 40 range right overall Um, yes
1: yeah um in past drafts i wonder if he would have been a um if he'd have been a third rounder but I I don't know that's pretty harsh I think he's firmly a second round in past I mean I
0: mean last year he probably gets taken right after Ebiketti and then before Mafe. so so he's 18 on the right so this is now yeah I mean you could argue you're your cherry picking examples but this kind of shows that you know he's a speed rusher his get his his strength is get up field and then but every speed rusher has to be able to convert some power to unlock everything like even their speed to make teams respect their speed more. So this kind of shows like the natural limits of what his body's capable of right now. He really doesn't convert to power that well. Um now he is a legit like 20, 21 years old here. He's a he's one of the few prospects that is like a true junior, not a redshirt, not a senior, not even a super senior. He's 20, 21. So he still has some room to growth, but there's a lot of examples where the tackle's able to stay square in their set and get depth on him and yeah and this or rather
1: testing quick isn't he like he's yeah. he knows he's setting up for speed
0: so like when he when they when they open their hips up the tackle they swing that gate open and then it's and then ojalari realizes he doesn't have the depth on him to run the arc around him it's like what do you do after that point um and in this case he's trying to power him back in he's not trying to corner with like a knockdown move with his outside arm he's trying to power him back in he just doesn't have like the raw power like he has to really gear up for it he doesn't have like reactive power he has to like yeah. almost premeditate it when he does have successful bull rushes speed yeah, of this power
1: reactive power just trying to long arm down the chest after the, he's been set for the speed and it doesn't really hit so and he also is kind of a one-trick pony to an extent right
0: in that like like right now his primary move is that that upfield um kind of inside chop almost cross chop dip and rip right yeah. um what he does have those he has varied footwork though so he has different ways to get into it to access that move so he's not like super even though he's one trick pony, like his his one trick, he has different ways to access it. Um, this is yeah, a good let's play. Let's,
1: uh, this is a good example for lack of. I, I don't understand what this timestamp is. Never mind. I'll Did go I to, give you a bad timestamp. Uh, and bear with us because we we do have our notes, but there, you know. I'm driving the ship. It's very stressful. No. It's live.
0: Sh- Shaq, we are live.
1: <laughs> there we go. Okay, so here he is, top of the screen. And this is his this is his like other move to other than um other so, than being faster than guys. He loves a ghost move, right?
0: Right, yeah. And you can see like he's not firing off the ball, he's kind of rushing down the middle almost kind of uh contain rushing a little bit but it it, what this shows is that his his lateral suddenness to just be able to ineffectively just run around guys but so he kind of throws an inside shot but it's really about the shoulder dip and his his speed to like expand the suddenness and like how flexible he is at six two six three to get underneath that and then and then the natural bend to kind of like run a fish hook angle at the top of the arc um and yeah, i was just chop, using this
1: without the chop he's exposing his pads at like a dangerous rate like he has the chop to try and keep play long for a bit longer but mm-hmm. um yes yeah, sorry you're saying
0: no i was just saying like this like i was just using the bama game because it's it it just kind of shows like an array of things and, like he has better reps where he's, he's more focusing true get off but like that, that rep just kind of shows like what he can do do at the top of the rush is is, is pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, this is a believer in and out inside chop. Um, yeah, with, so he uses a hard jab
0: step, right? And so it sets the tackle up. It freezes the tackle, yeah. and when it's Off time to feet. expand, yep. And he he even can use his his outside arm to keep his keep his pads clean and. For a guy that doesn't have a lot of like true corner moves, he just has tricks with his inside arm and outside arm to be able to do this, to to kind of win with this one move, which is really a dip and rip. The hand timing, so he's not just like, oh, I didn't win with speed, I'm done. Like he can do things with his lower body to set himself up.
1: Yeah, and this is pretty in- interesting. Uh, and if you think where Bryce Young was in the pocket, he's probably get in there without the movement um and he has better ankle flexion like bend reps this is right. like the tackle wins a rep well it doesn't win the rep, but the tackle is able to push him at the end because the quarterback moves up but yeah i, I mean he-
0: i would you could probably classify this as a hurry if you're being generous yeah sure. um and this is like far far from one of his like best looking reps it's just it's uh it's it shows the traits though
1: yeah, I want to get to the Mississippi State game after yeah, this. Yeah, because um, he
0: goes crazy in that game.
1: Yeah. Here he is at the bottom of the screen. And this is when he's sort of able... Watch the down and distance here? Uh, first and 10. I don't know. I've, I've Maybe they got a pass indicator because this really feels like he's rushing off the block here. Um, yeah. Yeah
0: so when you talk about like bend through contact it's once you get position how well do you sustain it and this kind of shows how he really has to because he gets ridden down a little bit right like the tackle is able to recover get hands on him and and push him back now he does make the quarterback step up so it's better than nothing right but it just kind of shows that he doesn't have that elite ability to sustain the ground that he wins He can lose ground uh, yeah, he, and I think it's just important to like to find the boundaries of like what he is working with and right. Cause he misses a- with
1: his inside hands here. So cause he's trying, he's trying to get the hat, prevent the tackle, getting this hand on him. Um, because he misses with the hand on the, uh, he exposed his outside pad is exposed and, and mm-hmm. at that point, as you're saying, Griff, he doesn't quite have the ability to fully bend through that contact.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, it kind of shows how his rush style is. He tries to get into the rip before he cranks his hips around, which means that in his rush plan, it doesn't really allow him the ability to use his outside arm to like chop down or club on the outside arm of the tackle. So that, that's not his game. So, yeah, if he doesn't win with the initial yeah. get off or his jab step doesn't influence, or if he misses with his inside arm. It's just going to be what his speed can do after that. And as we see here, he gets rid right into about 10, 11 yards. But again, on the deep drop, it does make the quarterback step up. But he's not going to be able to impact the play beyond that here.
1: Yeah, the as you said, the outside arm only really gets involved when he's jab-stepping or rushing on the like a tighter angle.
0: Right. And he he does have quite a few reps that look like this. So this is a representative snap of a larger sample, you know?
1: Absolutely. So as I but like
0: his Alabama game, I think he had a solid game. Like nothing, nothing crazy, not bad, but just solid.
1: Yeah, it was it was fine. Like, it's a good offensive line. It it there's some reps where it's pretty ineffective looking, and you wonder with like a lot of these guys, you wonder against tackles, you kind of know the plan A of the Russia. How effective are they once? Like he he needs to kind of. Sharpen up connecting with the chop. Otherwise, he's going to come into difficulties. So let me get up the Mississippi State game. Um, And if you're in the chat and we haven't explained something or we need to explain something better, tell us and we will. Right, so Mississippi State is not a bad offensive line. For instance, they... Handled Will Anderson very effectively, and yeah, they did. They did some stuff which was pretty good. So, in particular, though, this was a game where, where LSU up. I will have to check, but this this was a game where towards the end, like the last five minutes of the of the tape, uh, is just sort of the peak of what Ojulari can do. Mm-hmm. Griff, how much stock do you put in the fact that his brother Aziz Ojulari, second round pick from Georgia, he had more sacks, but then he was coming from a Georgia defense which kind of cracked, right? Yeah, but like you know, how's he done in the NFL? He had his rookie year, and do do you like do you as a decision maker, would you even put any thought into the fact that his brothers in the NFL, like I mean, they're they're both head rushes
0: (laughs) right i mean it's funny because they're i mean even though they're both like similarly sized they have pretty different styles like aziz is probably a little bit more technique and strength oriented and then not quite as bendy as his younger brother but the fact that aziz is panning out if, if you know if it means anything it's nothing like but a good indicator you know that like there's clear nfl pedigree there um
1: but so this is this is a funny rep because he's lined up over to three tech um, and he's just. It's not I don't know how true this is to the NFL. We can see the, gu- the poor guard is very worried about the outside speed rush. So he kind of oversets to the outside. And mm-hmm. I mean, this is a good read to I yeah. don't think he was thinking inside move initially. I think this is reacting to the set again and then the club club swim. Uh, I mean, this is pretty poor guard play, but uh, there you go. Nice sack. As we keep going through the tape, this also and
0: we- on that on that one real quick on we swim move. When the when the guard tries to recover and he gets his hand on his hip, his vertical path like doesn't change. Like he stays on at the path that he's on. Right, So, right. so that's, not, that's actually encouraging.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, the kind of optimal path. There's no sort of running round. It's downhill still. Yeah. Okay, so here now the ghost move really started to take over in this game, and and so did the bends, like more bend than we'd seen. So it was a close game. LSU seventeen, Mississippi State sixteen. This is just. Uh, now, he help, gets helped here because he's kind of pulled around into the bend by, by the tackle, but it's still cool to see the lower half uh, ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the, the, the hold kind of helps. I mean, uh, that's, kind of in,
0: that's seven, eight yards of depth right there, so that's pretty good.
1: Yep. So he's kind of got that in him, and it'd be interesting if there are more ways for him to to unlock this you know not just from being held around the arc by a tackle but um you know if he can start leaning more yeah obviously Seattle's hired BT Jordan as their pass rush specialist so maybe that does something and then then comes the stuff which really start started making me sit up pay attention and think this is probably the First guy after the Anderson Tyree Wilson that Seattle should be interested in. Um, so here lined up on, on a tackle, he knows he's got a one on one situation.
0: Is he he? He misses with his hands and yet can sustain, you know, kind of Next his, turn. yeah, which is good, a good sign, you know, because the, the tackle's got a hand on him, but he's bending that all the way through, which is, which is good. It's not like he's writing a rip per se, but it just kind of shows like he's not, like even though I really liked Nick Benito last year, in that exact example, he might not be able to, keep his feet in the ground at the same rate there just because he was a full 10 12 pounds lighter like that the left arm from 58 there the right tackle would have been enough to keep benito maybe out of the play a little bit so even when ojalari misses with his hands he can still keep the rush up
1: yes because this is going for the outside chop right and hence the sort of jump to try and he's going for the chop and then the rip but then he just reacts into the he's working the flipper think you, you see chop and rip. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's kind of like a, you know, a swipe really with his outside. Well, yeah, like inside chop, swipe. And like everything is either misses or is ineffective, but his speed and flexibility.
1: Yeah. To keep getting the bend. feet in the ground, that's, that's like significant stride length as well. It's eating up ground. It's not just mm-hmm. like tiny little steps.
0: So, Sorry. so that's a good rep. Like, like, that that's who he is. That's his calling card right there.
1: Right, and so he'd established that, like, trying to use the hands, so trying to mix it up a bit more, and then here he's started really going for the ghost move. So, this is, fir- now LSU's up 31 to 16, fourth quarter, first and 10, but, you know, they're thinking past. Like, Mississippi State needs needs to get stuff interesting here. He's rushing from a three-point, because most of his stuff I saw was two-point-ish. Mm-hmm. But, but here, when they needed to get off the rock... And th- this was crazy. This was like, yeah. I was like, okay. Now, again, I think the tackle holding is um, is sort of helping him bend, ironically. Mm-hmm. But this is the ghost move in action.
0: I mean, like, he can dip under a table. It, it's so hard for, like, what helps offset, the, you know, we talk about the lack of maybe pure strength you know ability to hold his ground when a guy's really on him is that they can't ever really get their hands on him because he's so good at reducing his inside pad or his inside shoulder um so they can't ever land a square shot at least when he does it successfully tackle
1: ends up basically uh grabbing bicep
0: yeah like he's playing patty cake the tackle is he can't really so he resorts to basically holding him at the end, which, like you said, helps him. But,
1: but it's still, even though he's held, it's impressive that he got that uh, inside foot into the ground. Yeah. You know, uh, rather than, like, stepping the outside foot, he doesn't make the, the quarterback hit here. Okay. So... And then finally, on the Mississippi State game, another ghost move, as promised. Here on the right side of the deep, oh no, on the left side of the defense. Knows he's probably going to be one on one. This is yeah. where he's feeling himself.
0: Look at the recovery when he stumbles, too. Like, that's just crazy body control.
1: Which, again, is like like what we just saw the previous play where he had the press, you know, he got his inside foot in the ground and stayed up long enough to hit the quarterback. Mm hmm. Here he's got, okay, he's dipped under the tackle in a in an even more audacious way. But he's able to stay balanced. He gets shoved. He's this is basically a block in the back. Yeah. Um, and he still stays he's able to recover, stay up and and finish the quarterback, which yeah.
0: Um pretty special. It, what's funny is the tackles know this is coming too. Like they know like he's gonna dip on me, like
1: also yeah, his look, first him, him stand patient for it he's like, okay, he's wider than I expected, but I'm just gonna try and push him down as he as he does that and he's already past the mm-hmm. past that point you know
0: mm-hmm. And he knows how to create the angles with himself with his feet again because like that's not a jab step that time but he is he does press the outside foot outside shoulder of the tackle as opposed to going straight up field like Frank Clark just goes straight up field like the yeah. tackle isn't even there. Yeah, it, but even though Ojalari is a speed rusher, rushes speed pass, his first step is always outside the outside shoulder, outside knee, outside foot, whatever the tackle. Then he expands and then creates the angle, like reads the angle that he has. And then he determines, all right, am I inside chopping? Am I throwing a quick swipe or outside club? Or am I just ghosting? And like here, he's like, oh, I'm ghosting because I actually got the the angle enough. He didn't he, like that. He reads the tackle doesn't kick cleanly. The tackle kind of respects the fact that he's pressing his outside half as opposed to going straight up field. Right. Which is interesting. You'd think the tackle knowing like I maybe I'm contradicting myself. The tackle knows the ghost move is coming. Why is he not more kicking like at a 45 degree angle? Maybe it's just a bad set from the tackle, but still, nonetheless, ojalari reads it.
1: Yeah, but I think it is how he presses the tackle yeah and then uh, after the way he gets his head you know turning generally speaking where your head points your body will go and your hips will go and the way he turns his head to like at this point that's how he skinnies the corner his head mm-hmm. points round to where he, he wants to go um that's how he's able to recover and get his feet in the ground and all sorts of stuff yeah anyway pre. Pretty impressive player, not like a first round pick, generally speaking, but an an interesting one where this, you know there's stuff you can work with, right?
0: Yeah, with this draft, he probably goes in the twenties, like the late twenties. Mm. But ideally, he go like in the middle of the second most years, I think. But definitely a lot to like. You'd think you'd think he'd be right up their alley, right? Looking at their history at the position, so.
1: Hmm. And testing wise, he didn't do the 40, didn't do the 10 yard split, obviously, didn't do the three cone, didn't do the short shuttle, didn't do the bench press. He jumped 32.5 inches vertically, which is disappointing, and then two, 10 foot sticks in the broad. So, not the best testing, but like nothing like majorly, majorly concerning. I mean, LSU's pro day hasn't happened yet. So, at least as far as as far as I'm aware I know that if you go on uh, crew analytics draft board and which is continuing our work there I know that that they have liked the vertical to be 33 inches or higher so that vertical may be a slight problem especially when we're talking again about a guy who's probably going to be a top 50 pick especially in this draft so yeah, something to think about there. Anyway. And and I have to say he's not like he's. I think the reps where his get off looks the best are the reps where he's rushing in a three man front um mm. or an odd front and he's the only edge rusher. So yeah, he's gonna look the quickest off the ball if the guy opposite is having one is a bigger body and two is having to contain and also really think about playing the run first. I didn't see like crazy get off or speed really, which is kind of concerning when mm. the fact that you know he is like his main move kind of needs to be a speed rush. So I don't know, L- lots to lots to unpack there. And and when you think about, are we just saying this because he's the only guy who's two hundred fifty pounds or larger? Like the fact that he right. got a bit more size about him is noteworthy and like yeah it matters and we should we should say like Ojolari is you know you'd be able to play him on all three downs whereas the next few guys you actually couldn't you just it's just a fact you couldn't Um, yeah
0: like like speed relative to density and bend relative to density matters a lot as far as projections go yeah it's why there's a lot of college bendy guys that are 230 pounds that don't end up doing anything some of them do. Some of them gain weight. Some of them make it work,
1: but, you know. Yeah. So let's talk about Iowa State's Will McDonald fourth. And he stole pretty much all the headlines because he's six for four. He has almost 35-inch long arms. He is expected to test crazy good. He had a 36-inch vertical jump and 11-foot broad jump. He had a great senior bowl where he flashed some really exciting things, and drift some of his best rushes. Are like, okay, wow.
0: I mean, he's he is a so, like the big problem with him is he's two forty, right? Two thirty nine technically. He has yeah. a very similar rush style as ojalari in that he wants to ghost guys, speed rush, dip and rip, if he can, just you know, completely ghost them like no contact at all i mean his game is running around people um he's got like a spin move counter if he needs to but you know he's not very stout you know if, if they get hands on him and everything um you know i mean his play strength relative to his weight and also not just his weight but considering that he's super tall and long his play strength relative to his density is actually not that bad, but he's not going to be an effective player in the NFL at 240, so he he pretty much has to put on weight. But the amount of reps that he has, like this one, against good college tackles is staggeringly high, and you, you straight up can't ignore it. And I think the one thing that will make teams kind of be okay with the weight is that he's really long, too. It would be one thing if he was light and not super long but the fact that he has incredible length means teams will probably be okay with it and i like this rep especially because like and again i'm contradicting myself so like this is him this is him being able to deal with some contact and be able to survive it and still maintain his path so yeah, um, you know, he f- again the length a-
1: here to be able to employ both arms uh, to to stab the tackle basically and then and then rip through the the, like the length yeah. is such an advantage
0: and like his lateral suddenness too like he expands right after the contact and then, right. which allows him to drop his pads yeah that, that inside
1: foot stuff. takes quite the path like that's pretty crazy
0: yeah and and then he's bending here at like you know, six, seven yards. And then look how low he gets for a guy that's a legit six four with 34 inch arms. So let like Ojolari, he has incredible like body control and flexibility and bend, but he's probably even faster, even more first step quickness than Ojolari. I mean, legitimately high-end stuff. Now the other caveat with him is he is a fifth-year senior, but he's been productive since his junior year. Um, his true junior year, so he had like ten sacks, and then ten sacks his senior year, and then this past year, only five and a half. But I think he played less, and and yeah, he they played him a lot of four eyes, so a lot of scenarios where he has horrible angles. This is another example three point stance where he just gets up gets up field, and it's crazy. Ben, now what's cool is that he's getting up field while subtly cranking his toes around and getting his hips around on the guy, yeah. So I think- he's Part of this Go is because
1: he knows that there's a movement coming to you know from away from him, so he's he has to he has to crank those True. toes. But th- it's just the fact that he's able to do that, as you're saying, continue, Griff.
0: Yeah, and the fact that he can bend around this, like you said, there's a it's it's a like a line slant. So he's giving 58 width his the nose tackle inside of him. He's giving him width, so he has to expand. But the fact that he can still bend around this is pretty crazy. um He throws an inside kind of an inside chop and then he rips and then he's just able to bend this like it's insane the bend is crazy yeah, um, he doesn't
1: even need to really fully land the, the, the chop he's sort of already around the corner by the time that happens like yeah uh,
0: like it's just it's like a just keeping himself clean a little bit with whatever like the the, the like the speed stresses the tackle
1: yeah um and so on the way. I feel like if he had, if he could have put more weight on, he would have because Iowa state played him inside so much. Yeah. Like they they play, play like a weird, uh, well, not weird, but unusual, especially for the NFL. You wouldn't see it in the NFL, like a uh, three down lineman. Um, they'll play five tech or like four. eye, and he played that role, like, quite a bit playing inside in the four. eye and, uh, you know, if he was going to put on weight for that, you, you know, he would have done. But he, I, I, I'm not so sure he can actually put weight on. Like he might right. just be that, you know, some guys just can't doesn't suit. It's not their body. Like his body Especially with him not, being yeah. an older player, like you'd expect it to have happened if it was going to happen.
0: Right. So and if you can't, his length did allow
1: him to survive in those alignments, yeah. but like the senior bowl, for instance, there's plays where he wrecked the Titan in front of him. And then there's plays where he gets reached, blocked by the tight end because he's playing so much for knockback with his length and he's Mm -hmm. trying to make up so much for a lack of size. But, like, honestly, I don't think he can play on early downs. uh, Right. Just because of his uh, run ability. So,
0: yeah. So, like, he's not, it's so hard to project him as a three down player. So and, and and Seattle probably isn't drafting in the second round. Probably isn't drafting a day one starter anyway, because they and, probably and have he,
1: that. He might be a first rounder.
0: Yeah. Good luck to the team that has to draft him in the first round, though. They must be in a desperate situation. Like I really like the the potential. Really like what he could be, but it's just I wouldn't. You know the the way and the age. Combined for I don't know, I don't know if I would take that 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 risk in the second round, sure. Um, I like this rush though, because it's again, it's it's him showing that he can speed rush with contact. Like
1: didn't he run a crazy three cone at his pro day? I he
0: had think. an insane, like a six six three cone, like insanity. Yeah, he almost which... had a better three cone than Jackson, Smith, and Jigba.
1: Which again, that like maybe that's slightly inflated because it's, it's a pro day, but like look, like yeah. you, you can see it in action here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then so, the other thing about McDonald as well. Sorry, go ahead, Griff.
0: No, you go ahead.
1: Well, the other thing as well is he's he's known sort of for should not have done that. Uh, he's known for a kind of spin move, right? Yeah, he's, uh, he's got
0: a counter spin.
1: Yeah. So let me just click that for now. And the counter spin is is exciting, but Iowa State did a great job of kind of coaching all of their dudes the counter spin, right? It wasn't just him. There's uh, is it number thirteen? Number three? Like his running mate, who's also came. I think he also came out this year. Um, and the thing I worry about with him is if you look at his game against Iowa, um which I'm going to get up. There's a There was a lot more reps where it's like... And like, don't get me wrong, we, we just watched him against Kansas State. Kansas State is not a bad offensive line. Like, there's just not. But I don't think that it's, it's quite as representative uh, as the NFL than, say... Like, I mean, Griff, I'd be interested. How do you assess a rep like... This, where what happens is the tackle gets hands on him early. So here he is on the left of the screen. And okay, it's quick game, but... Misses with the chop. This tackle's obviously um, setting for quick game, so there's an advantage there where he can get hands on quickly.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's a quick game. So even if he like won the rep, he's not getting to the touching the quarterback, right? But he doesn't have a lot of like when, when he's rushing up the arc, he, he can't, he needs to clear the tackle basically. It's like Ojalari where you need to be clearing the tackle and then bend. He's not going to be like, uh, like say Justin Houston where he, he can be get his hips around and almost be square to the tackle and then like put his inside arm down the chest of the tackle and then clear, clear the outside arm with his outside arm and then bend through, rip through. Like that's not ever going to be his game here. Like it kind of shows a play strength issue, right? So he's doing what he always does, but the tackle has the strength to
1: put his hand down his chest.
0: Yeah. Has the strength to survive that. And his right arm goes nowhere. Right. And mcdonald is you know crumples he literally crumples at the top of the rush now mcdonald has like 30 college reps of, of winning right here probably even more than that and bending around but then he also has you know 50 that look just like this too so that's that's the that's the range of what you're dealing with this is where the weight is a problem so the play strength is a problem
1: yeah, right after that rep, he tries um, like an, another kind of chop rip move to try and get the hands off him, and misses. Oh no! He this is a good.
0: Rep. This is so. I mean, yeah. And, this
1: is a nice response.
0: Yeah, and and what this is, I think, is it's his speed being just too much. So even though, like like the tackle just can't like the tackle loses his balance because the speed around the arc is still like the foot speed is still there
1: yeah look at the yeah the tackle really it that's not an ideal position to be in yeah he beat to the to the spot that he wanted to be at his weight distribution is not what he wanted to be at either
0: yeah and then like mcdonald is like falling forward though granted like yeah, he's he doesn't not... lose
1: balance but at least it's into the quarterback yeah so yeah so there are limitations to the McDonald's experience, and like I, I'll find uh, his speed rush, uh, his uh, spin move counter now because it's it's encouraging that he does have an inside counter, especially when we're talking about stuff like, you know, what happens when a tackle tries to set him wide or or even jump set him to try and w- make the play strength thing a problem, right? Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. So it's encouraging that he, similarly, using his quicks, he has mm-hmm. like a. Uh, um, a a counter to to work inside to take advantage of oversetting. And if I just bring it up, um, where are we? This is absolutely thrilling podcasting. Okay, here we go. Nope. So Griff, while I find this, where do you think Seattle would like? Would would Seattle draft Will McDonald?
0: Um, I th- yeah, I think they would. I think that they would be enamored with his length, like they would be enamored with all the things anyone would be enamored with the 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 get off the arc speed, the bend, the flexibility and the length would be enough to offset weight concerns. Um, I don't think they would draft him thinking he can be like, I feel like they'd be drafting him with the idea of he's a depth pass rusher, but a guy that you can play, you know, hundreds of snaps with, you know. Um, but it would also depend, like I wouldn't prioritize him over, say, if if say you're at 37 and say Mozzie Smith is there, regardless of what you did at 5 i bet they would take Mozzie over mazi over will mcdonald like they would go interior over him it would have to be they they had to have well not regard if they say they take carter at 5 then then maybe they consider taking mcdonald at 37 or or a bit later but i feel like they he, he they would not prioritize him he would not be the first pass rusher they take he would have to be like a luxury pick almost
1: yeah, and this is an interesting thing as well. So when a tackle gets the like the inside arm and stabs the inside arm, it's sort of where the is really highlights the issue with his play strength, or like when he doesn't connect with the hand. what well, because he's aiming here for the. I think he thinks that he's going to get the outside arm contacting him first, so he's aiming to free himself with the spin move. He's aiming to chop with the, uh, to hit down with his left hand here and strike, and to therefore keep his pads clean. He can then spin through into the backfield. But I don't think he expected this inside or near hand to to be the first point of contact, so his club misses and the tackle is able to switch back and is square. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Now another thing though with McDonald that we should probably mention because even though we're focusing on them as pass rushers and yeah, and you did talk about him as a um, run defender but like that length will definitely be a huge advantage for him on perimeter plays like when things get strung out think jet sweeps you know when plays break down you know like we've talked about last year we talked about how on day three you just want athletes who can just do things in space at outside linebacker you know even if like just to play snaps he can do a lot of those things you know he can just make things happen on the perimeter um because again like that length and speed is special so
1: yeah even like play action where yes you know, he, he reads he reads past that late like the the length just helps him say especially if he's blocked by a tight end or like a wing if he reads pass a bit later, then he can disengage so quick from the blocks, and we know he has the kind of short area quickness, agility to to kind of bend that edge too. Uh, there's a lot of plays where he sheds blocks late, uh, uh, well, like in the senior bowl, in the when they were scrimmaging and and wins r- sort of late round the pocket for like a late pressure or you know play action pressure. So there's definitely like stuff there. It's just I don't know if it's the it's, I don't know if it's what Seattle needs. If it's the gamble that they, if they, you know, if it's the gamble that they're comfortable with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, but that's what drafting is like. It's sort of measuring risk and and yeah. Again, boring answer, but is this like a case of you know? Is you you need to know the character like. <laughs> I also don't know what his ceiling can be, and what his—that's I mean, kind of dependent on how much weight he can put on, right? But like, and if he can, but I don't yeah. know. You know, if you can't, if you can't, if you cannot be relied upon to be an early down edge setter, which, like, as I said in the senior bowl, he's getting great knockback against tight ends. His pad level's there, his hand placement's great. He's just longer than them. He can really drive them back. But he's playing so on the edge of that The sometimes, you know, he'll get reach blocks. Combo blocks are, like, going to be a problem. Like, he against a tackle, setting the edge, okay, he'll have length, but the, the, the lack of play strength, even with him, you know, playing with the technique to get the most out of his anchor, he's just ultimately not going to be able to stand in there. Mm-hmm. You know, well, then, you know how viable is a kind of pass rush specialist guy? Like, I don't know how much you can get right. from that. So right, it's an interesting kind of discussion with him. Right. And there's more glitzy spin move clips, but I think we're, we're sort of, we're sort of done with him. Right. So. Yes. Nolan Smith. George's Nolan Smith was the combine star we talked about will mcdonald earlier but nolan smith lit up the combine like the fastest 40 i think he'd been kind of elevating slightly in terms of draft discussion but this took the hype to a completely different yeah. level like a four three nine forty yard dash at six foot two 238 pounds and a one five two second ten yard split a 41.5 inch vertical and a 10 foot eight broad jump that's kind of crazy crazy numbers yeah
0: he he of all these edges after will anderson he is the best football player like he's a great football player he is just severely under experienced and underdeveloped as a pure pass rusher um like he, he wasn't productive um, in college. Volume stats or race stats. Now he actually did have a high pressure rate, but I wonder this past year, I wonder how much of that is just a small sample size because he was hurt and then like getting free against like play action or on stunts or loops. Because part of the reason why he's so underdeveloped is that Georgia didn't really let him rush. Like they let the guys that come off the bench really get after it on third downs. So he has so few examples. So few true reps. Um, and it shows so like the main drawbacks are he's 238 pounds and then he is raw as an edge rusher. But again, he has all the, the requisite traits outside of weight that you could want in terms of get off bands, flexibility, body control, you know, balance, all of that stuff is all there. He just doesn't know how to rush tackles really well. But then occasionally he'll have a rush that is so out of this world impressive um where it's like not even like like what's so impressive about this rep is that it kind of shows the lack of that he's not very heavy-handed but he throws a a stab club and the club doesn't really work but the speed and his hips and toes are getting around the arc at the same time while maintaining speed that he's he's able to hold his ground with his long arm and then bend and dip at the same time it kind of just shows that he does have really good play strength for a guy that's 238 and when he wins position especially and you the idea is like if he can pack on 10 pounds he might really have some stuff you know working for him
1: Um, the idea being like if he's slightly heavier then he can do this even with even closer angles and with even a higher chance of success on, on more plays right
0: right just more frequently like seeing more of this the problem is like his really good reps are really good you just see so little of it um
1: yeah and there's plays where he gets knocked over and um
0: yeah like his ability like look how low he gets while still being able to to keep his feet churning right and he's using like the tackles the tackles like his counterweight that's allowing him to stay upward like look how tiny he <laughs> looks though at the same time
1: yeah like it's, it'd be interesting what his playing weight was because you know he's, he's under 40 pounds but I, i'd say he's playing like 230. Even he's 230 right up. here dude
0: like yeah. like look at look at robert beal on the left side like beal is not big at all
1: yeah he's just tiny and Interesting, like, Georgia didn't play Smith as often as you'd think for a guy who tested so well. Not only did they not give him many as many rush opportunities as you'd think, but, like, they kept him off the field when they're expecting run, obviously. Um, it obviously depends on the formation, too. But, like, you know, he was, like, a situational player for Georgia. And yeah. so he'd be a situational player in the NFL, you'd think. You, I just don't see how it's viable. and You know, there's even talk of like moving guys like this to like an off-ball position. I think Mika yeah. Parsons has sort of tricked people into thinking he can be out of anyone.
0: Uh, it it goes without saying though he is an awesome run defender. But again, I don't two thirty eight translating to the NFL. It's not going to translate one to one per se. Um,
1: right, like this is an impressive rep against the tight end combination block to string it out but i've seen also plays where he struggles to, to, to it's uh, just the anchor up. isn't there yeah and, uh, yeah look he even here this is helped by the fact that the run is sort of bouncing uh away but you know he's struggling with the anchor here and, and,
0: and to the boundary as well so it's yeah. less space to deal with or no yeah. not to the boundary excuse me but Oh, in the middle yeah yeah um yeah yeah like you've they've got like georgia has him in a shoulder width apart almost now he's standing up but like that's a different play
1: yeah um Uh, a good football player i just don't think well like could you play him like mika parsons why why is the mika parsons uh comparison so uh well not comparison but why is mika parsons success so silly compared to like
0: well i mean mika i I mean there's just like mika had tape off ball and then mika's tape as a pass rusher was also better right um so nolan is just he's a projection completely but you're you're talking about an insane athletic profile and then he's very technically sound against the run and incredibly high effort so i understand wanting to bet on that i just wouldn't I would only take him in the second round. I mean, ideally, I would take him in the third round. Um, But if if you know the Seahawks want to be the team to see what happens with him, I get it. I get the theory, right? So it's just he's not a pick that you take and think this guy's gonna be this guy's gonna fix the pass rush. Like there's no guarantees here. So
1: okay, well that's a bit sad. He's a luxury pick. He's a luxury, and it is kind of crazy to me that. Like I get, he had a good combine, well, great combine. But the man, the talk about like this guy being a, you know, top twenty pick, because that's happened. He like look at the mock drafts. Like really, yeah. just don't know about that. But
0: but like the idea of him as an off-ball linebacker, I don't dislike the idea, but that's a total idea as well. It's a total projection. But he's just he can fly, flip hips, run, you know, like he could totally carry three up and back, you know, if he he has the speed for that. But.
1: Yeah. And so Griff, the next guy is Felix Aniduke Uzoma from Kansas State. And he is the dude who I really wanted to watch because I was like, oh, this guy hasn't tested the combine, I don't think, because he's hurt. Uh, I didn't see him at the senior bowl. I haven't watched that much of kansas state let's see what we've got here and what do you think
0: um overall i'm not that enthused by him um he's he's one of the few guys though that is over 255 pounds that can is a true outside rusher um a true edge but he he uh he he's got like he has play strength he he has a complete rush plan he doesn't have a glaring weakness and that like he 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 primarily is a speed rusher but he can convert to power and then he can use technique and strength at the top of the rush to create angles for himself um his inside counters um what he what the main thing that is hurting him though is that he's kind of stiff at the top of the arc that doesn't mean he 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 won't win that doesn't mean he won't win around the arc but it's it prevents him from winning as much as he could um it's simply just a weakness and i think that's you know makes him like a fringe second rounder like second third rounder um but of this class though he probably is like mr pass rush of all the edges like he knows what he's doing um it's just i don't i think the traits limit him though
1: more like a pull the hips around guy
0: yeah like like he like he he has to create like or he has to uh it's like a a sudden like quantized movement as opposed to like a gradual thing. Um, did I say quantized, quantum movement. What am I saying? It's it's like a, an overt movement. It's not like gradual or subtle. Like Ojolari McDonald and even Anderson can have subtleties. Everything he does is like a discrete action. If that makes sense. Um, so yeah he's not super bendy but there are plenty of guys that can rush the outside path and speed rush it and win and they're not super bendy it's just because they use their hands and angles to their advantage right um but then also like against the run again he's strong but he doesn't drop his hips he doesn't play with great pad level all the time so he can get uprooted and then the other question is for the same reason that he's super he can be stiff at the top of the arc i don't know if he'd be good in coverage again it's not like the coverage that they ask their outside linebackers to do is that involved you know but
1: no he does he just doesn't look like a guy he'd be comfortable in coverage yeah it just it doesn't seem like the right fit i I don't know actually what his role is in the nfl and this is an another one who, who's kind of his role is complicated, and here's some stiffness showing up. Um, yeah,
0: ninety one there.
1: Uh, it, his role is complicated. The projection is complicated by the fact that uh, C- Kansas State played a lot of three three five again. It's sort of taken over the Big Twelve, and because he's often a five tech and he's often in three man rushes, like it's impressive that he was able to win like as often as he did, but like. Not like just the skill set that they needed him to be, it's just I don't know what that is in the NFL. Uh, it's like I mean, I think it's gonna be a 4 3 end, but I, I don't, yeah, think, I don't yeah.
0: Um,
1: but like he's not, he's not like super comfortable being really wide, I don't think. Like, I don't think that's his right. name, and I don't he think he's comfortable to close to a tackle and pull himself around a bit, yeah.
0: I don't think he's comfortable in the two-point stance either. He wants his hand on the ground.
1: Uh, I was a bit... I mean, it's not his fault that I was uh, expecting exciting things. But But I thought this could be the guy, given his production and uh, his... You know, the talk around him, I, I, I thought this could be the guy who makes the edge class better. It's not quite – it wouldn't quite yeah. – I thought it, it would be. Anyway.
0: He is the guy, though, after after Anderson in and this weight class, though, that can really, like, put his weight behind movements, though. Like, he does have that going for him. Um, I mean, there's, like, my – I mean, I'm excluding Miles Murphy from that conversation because I think of him as, like, 270, but he weighed in at 258. He got really light for the combine. I imagine he's probably puts weight back on. Um yeah, that's oh, no it's not good. Um we do have examples of him being a successful pass rusher though, I promise, but we do. Um not to backseat drive, not to backseat tape grind.
1: Yeah, well I need to I need to get out the Texas Tech stuff. Um Uh, what sort of pick is Felix and you do K use I mean
0: he's a late second early third guy no no he's an early third guy like on an absolute scale this class he probably goes in the second though and I don't know if he's a square of enough fit for them to take him in the second. So I would actually be kind of disappointed. I'm kind of talking myself out of him. Um. So.
1: Oh no! Don't say that. I don't think we can. Uh, I don't think we can show the Texas Tech game.
0: Okay. Yeah. Rip.
1: Right. Rip. Look on Twitter. There. There's some inter- more interesting stuff on Texas Tech, but it's mainly uh, speed to power stuff, right? and sort it's, of um but uh pulling the hips around like needing to have contact to unlock more bends which is right. like uh, yeah and um, like
0: hard quarter moves like you know stab chop club grip type stuff yeah using footwork but again because he has to because he doesn't have the feet to just you know turn the corner like that there you go so
1: right Derek Hall, Auburn. He had an impressive combine uh, which sort of alerted people to, oh, yeah, this is a dude who exists. Good for him. He also is long, which we should have said about Nolan Smith. He has under 33-inch long arms, which, again, as I said, Seattle likes long guys. And Derek Hall has 34-and-a-half-inch long arms, he was 254 pounds, so again, nice size. And he ran a four five five forty with a one five nine second ten-yard split, a thirty-three point five inch vertical, and a ten foot seven broad. So those are very impressive numbers. And I Not positive
0: what? they all show up on tape though.
1: No, and he posted okay agility times at his pro day, four one four second short shuttle, seven two one second, three cone. But like that, he just seems. I mean, he has thick thighs. Like he he's a thick <laughs> guy in the lower half. But like, he just he just looks very linear and stiff. And like, he does See, he does have some get off, and he he has yeah, uh, flu, like he's fluid going for like inside moves and stuff. But
0: yeah, I yeah.
1: Don't, he just seems so linear and it's not i i just don't know i just don't i i'd say he's like a day three pick but i think
0: so i think he's like a fourth round pick but that combine probably shoots him up um i do think he he can convert to power some um and i do think that he'll be a guy that develops because he has like um he's like laid groundwork to to get better at technique like that's what like he like the objectives of the position, like, you know, cranking the toes around the hips around, trying to set up, um, you know, with his, his inside arm to try to control the block so that he can do stuff with his outside arm. I think he'll get pretty good at that stuff. Um, you know, and maybe he is more athletic than he looked on tape, you know, maybe it's just more like other things that can make you look less athletic, like, you know, snap timing, stuff like that. Um you know, I I would like him in the fourth round pick. I I think he'd be a good player to have on your team and just let him develop. You know, at the bottom of the rotation and then see if, if the cream could rise to the top with him.
1: Yeah, and his um, his, um edge setting was pretty good. He's uh, a good run
0: defender. Yeah, really, and he's he's the young senior, too.
1: Senior bowl and against Georgia, hit like that was a tough day for Auburn, but like he had some solid edge setting reps too. Uh. Hand placement's intriguing. He had a rough senior bowl in terms of like the one on one stuff. Um, yeah, he couldn't threaten the corner, so he, it, when you can't really threaten the back corner or tackles didn't respect that, um, he, he you know, he found it difficult.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, he's 21 though, you know,
1: he is, he's a senior and he's 21, I believe so. Wow, that changes everything. That's interesting. Okay. I get Robert Beal Jr. out of Georgia, number 33. I thought he did more. Like I rewatched him, and he didn't do as much as I thought he had done. Hmm. I was a bit disappointed.
0: He showed up more his junior year. I will say,
1: yeah, and I think his like because obviously watching Nolan Smith, you watched earlier in the season, like Oregon, South Carolina, Florida, and I think Bill's best football this past year came later in this year, later in the season. Which again, if Smith was hurt, it gives Bill more run, more opportunities, and stuff.
0: Hmm. Yeah, um, but he just like.
1: I don't know what he's like. Good. What's his standout trait like?
0: He doesn't have one. That's no. the problem? He's just really, really well grounded. In um,
1: yeah, but, is, and not like just fine. Like
0: yeah, and so he's a day three guy, but he's a day three guy that I think that you know he can be a rotational guy that actually registers high pressure rates, but not uh, not not a three not a three down player. Um, so you know I, if he's there like jacob martin is still making money in the nfl being a you know third down pass rusher i, I think beal can be that he's also really technical too um and he he actually ran a 449 at a good weight or whatever he ran
1: oh he's his pushing, uh his, he's pushing
0: 250 so his
1: measurements really they they kind of made me more more interested because yeah, four four eight forty, one six two, ten yard split, thirty inch vertical, that's poor. And a ten foot three broad. But the the forty time and the fact that he has thirty-four and five eighths an inch long arms at two hundred forty seven pounds, like in six four, that is like some actual interesting yeah. stuff. Where if that's a day three pick, then yeah, fine. Like it's a solid football player. He you know, I I just would have liked to have seen a bit more I uh, just, just I don't know what he's good at like maybe yeah he's just fine
0: I mean I th- so w- w- what I like about him is that he he can actually win in half man he can get depth where it's not like just blowing by the guy but he can actually get into half man and corner for his weight and not at a crazy high rate but he's one of the few like on the cusp of 250 or just sub 250 who can actually do that. Like he has the skill set for it and he won't do it at a crazy high rate in the NFL, but he's like a speed finesse guy basically. Hmm. Um,
1: yeah. He's kind of a, uh, yeah.
0: Like he doesn't have enough speed to, to win yeah. with just speed for a living, but he has enough speed to get in position and the technique can win the rest of the, win the rest of the snap. And he won't do it at a crazy high rate, but enough to like, you know, he can help augment a, or supplement a, a pass rush rotation is how I see him.
1: He's pretty one speed. Yeah. And he is quite, he plays kind of high hipped. Like, I mean, he's 6'4", but like, he doesn't yeah, really I agree with that. as much as I Yeah, he doesn't know.
0: get under guys, does he?
1: No. So maybe like this stuff's on lock.
0: Perhaps, perhaps. Right. but like We're talking fourth, fifth round, you know?
1: We, yeah. I mean, in the, the mock draft simulators, which are obviously 100% accurate, he's available in the late like mis- seventh. I, know, I think funny. that's harsh on him. But
0: um, we'll Scott see. asks in the chat, did I miss the Van Ness talk? Uh, we mentioned earlier that we'll do a separate podcast for like the tweener types.
1: Yeah, Scott, you just told him yourself, buddy. Yeah. That's, so, so, that's poor.
0: So Van Ness, Murphy, Tui, Pelodu um tyree wilson although not really him because we talked about him already there's another name or two or uh, adi adi adibuare so we'll do all those guys at another separate podcast because they're not exactly three four ends they're they're not exactly three four outside linebackers so
1: okay we're getting to the closing stretch it's been a magnificent effort right other names Nate Herbig Wisconsin
0: yeah so he's he's short-armed but he can brush the passer he is crazy productive um he can he can go but I just I feel like he, he he does not hit enough thresholds weight thresholds length thresholds um but he can he can play he can play football so he should be like a he should be like a late day two early day three priority.
1: Do I mean Nate? I don't know. I man. mean Nick.
0: Nate. Nate Nick.
1: I mean Nick. That's Austin. that's very disrespectful of me. Nate is a. Uh...
0: That his brother.
1: Yeah, who's he, a offensive lineman. There you uh... go. No, he he had a rough. Uh... I mean, I think people were expecting it, but the pre draft process is just like, it's not, wasn't good for him. Like, 31 yeah, yeah. and a quarter inch arms, like, that's probably off Seattle's board. Like, that's, that's how to view that. I mean, a 159 second, 10 yard split's interesting, but like, it's just too short.
0: And he didn't run a three cone. That's disconcerting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And the other thing as well is like he struggled in the run game from what I saw of him, like play strength, ability to set the edge. And if you've got short arms, that's not going to help.
0: So Yeah, but if you want to take a flyer on him. Like a little juicy
1: you know. pass rush specialist late on. So
0: when watching Keanu Benton, he he keeps showing up. Like he makes a lot of plays. But it might just be like he's perfect for a college defense, and it may not translate to the NFL. Right. Might be and Peter that's a fun. Defensive
1: linebackers,
0: uh, fifty-four and fifty-five. So, I th- what is it?
1: No, don't stop.
0: In- Injung Meta and Turner—is uh, that their names? Those guys. No, if Tom. any one of the, if one of those two guys were out, they'd probably be the first off-ball linebacker taken in this class.
1: And that's a subject for another day. Because wow, is the inside linebacker oh, class interesting?
0: Contact can change direction. They can fly. They can key. That's the thing. They're so smart, both the Wisconsin linebackers. They know exactly what's happening on the field
1: always. Right. Okay. We're we're nearly there. It's
0: cruel. It's cruel that that they're not – one's not eligible and one didn't declare. It's cruel.
1: I'm sorry. Right. we're, We're nearly there, Griff. Brenton Cox, junior. I have
0: not watched him yet. So I can't comment.
1: Okay, out of Florida, because he had like very interesting measurables: six four, two hundred fifty pounds, thirty-three and an eighth inch long arms, uh, and then a one-six-five ten-yard split. It's not awful, although he's forty or he slow. But
0: have you watched him?
1: Well, I know that he was. I haven't watched him. Watched him, but he was dismissed from Georgia and Florida. So. and a former five star so it's an interesting one
0: i feel like the the other two main names are tennessee's um
1: byron young
0: byron young so he's kind of like he's kind of um like he wins with speed and he he superficially seems like he has good bend and arc speed and everything but he can only win i've noticed when he can time the snap up so he might be a snap jumper and then he's also like 24. Twenty-five, and then KJ Henry out of was he the Clemson guy? He he okay. knows how to rush the passer, but he's also twenty-five. So I just
1: yeah, Byron probably not a Seattle dude because his art. Oh, wrong one. His arms are short. Let me find out how short. The and, and,
0: like they're only okay players anyway. Like they don't change they don't transform anything they're just adding to a group
1: yeah anyway yeah I thought uh Henry would have a bit more about him but no there you go that's the edges we've done the edges we're not that excited about them no so the question Griff is if not Will Anderson who do you want
0: I feel like Ojolari is the safest pick of all these guys because he doesn't have a glaring red flag. It's just his green flags are that of, like, his positives are, like, second-round positive, not first-round positive, I
1: think. Yeah, and, like, who is the better prospect, him or Aziz?
0: Maybe Aziz, maybe. Yeah. But it's probably pretty close, though. How do, you, how do you feel about that compared to Aziz?
1: I think Aziz had more crazy bend and get-off. Mm. I think Aziz probably is going to test better and it's all said and done. And higher sack production, better defense, younger, I think, as so well, coming out. Yeah, or Wasn't he a sophomore when he was drafted? I don't know. When Watching Julian
0: Love, Aziz makes a lot of plays. And Aziz has power for his weight class that his brother doesn't have. Yeah, That BJ doesn't have. So, but, isn't but again, that... I like I like BJ. I just I don't know. I don't know the 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 unless it's Will Anderson. Like, if the, if they're gonna get better, it has to be from one of the interior guys. It has to be like you're just you're just trying to like get the cherry on top with one of the edges really this year in the yep. second round
1: yep and yet we still spent an hour and 37 minutes on this subject so well but not that's...
0: just the subject i mean we did sure. learn that sure. we did learn that you're english tonight
1: we did. So, also, we kindly had John Carey with a $20 donation saying, appreciate all the content, guys. No problem, John. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. And we also Thank you, had... John.
0: Appreciate that.
1: Jen coming in with a donation. Love you guys. And then, I don't know what these emojis are. T, Great Britain flag. Is that a ship? A Ben Obit be ship. Grapes wine i know thank you jen i'm sure there's a format where that looks more legible readable anyway
0: now maddie you are british right
1: oh he john john asked a question before his donation and seeing as he donated let's answer it tyree wilson at five will mcdonald at 20 or ojelari at 37 you decide that is a horrid question i would take tyree at five
0: I. F- mm. Mm. so it's it's tyree at five who at 20 ojelari at 20
1: will mcdonald
0: will mcdonald at 20 and then ojelari at 37. i might just say just get the best player I don't know, but of course it means if if you're going ojalari at 37, then who do you get at five? If it's Carter at five, I would take that pairing. So here uh. for the sake we'll talk we'll talk defensive tackles, but if the options are, forget about the extracurriculars with Carter for a second. If it's for the sake of like football discussion, if it's Carter at five and ojalari at 37 compared to Wilson at five and say Mozzie Smith at 37, I might take the first option, and I like Mozzie a lot. But I think Carter and Ojolari makes you better than Tyree and Mazi would.
1: Okay. Because
0: I think Carter is that much better than Mazi, even though I like Mozzie. And then I'm just I'm just not that sold on Tyree. I like him, but Tyree should be taken in the late teens, early twenties in the perfect world. I don't see. I we don't, I don't need see the a
1: perfect t- world, Griff.
0: I know. I'm being greedy. I just don't see a top 10 player with Tyree. I see a firm top 20 player. I don't see a top 10 player. He's not that kind of player to me. Prospect to me.
1: Okay. Final question. Cameron Barron. How does Boye Mafe stack up with this class? Interesting. Uh, Well, no one has mafe's combination of speed and testing and the thing with mafe is people will point out when i talk about having less than 33 inch long arms mafe had 32 and 5 an inch long at the combine but the senior ball he had over 33 inches so i don't know what happened there but like he kind of had cleared that but like he tested crazy i think i think we kind it's easy to forget that now his tape was kind of a very raw football player who was still kind of learning stuff, and he's stiff too. And he was stiff; he didn't have the bend that we, we, you'd have liked to have seen. But there was some interesting coverage stuff, and it's just obvious he was a very good athlete. So,
0: and he was two sixty. He, he ran a four-five-three at two sixty,
1: right? So, like, how does he stack up? Well. I mean, like, he's probably above. He's probably below Ojolari. Above Ojolari,
0: it's it's probably pick your poison. So it probably goes Ebiketti, and then pick your poison between Ojolari and Mafe.
1: Ojolari's testing's just not there.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Yet we we have to see the we have to see what he does at the pro day. But that vert is not good.
0: Yeah, true.
1: But um, because if if we rank this edge group. We've we've got Will Anderson. Then if you got Tyree Wilson,
0: if we're combining them, yeah, Tyree. Yeah,
1: and then Ojolari.
0: I would go Thule. Tuli. Oh, just outside
1: line. Don't combine them. Okay. Don't combine them.
0: So then Ojolari. Then yeah.
1: Yeah, and then Will McDonald
0: yeah man that's brutal
1: and then nolan smith
0: i might go nolan over mcdonald just because at least you can find snaps for him just because he's so good i mean because he's such a good run defender even though he's light and then you think just he can figure it out he can figure it out you know i don't know
1: where does Anya duke Ujoma come in here See, it it, de-
0: it depends on what teams value because he's prototypical. He just isn't <laughs>
1: like that good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And M- Miles Murphy, we've said is you you you're classing him as a bigger end.
0: Well, he he's, he's an edge. He's an edge that is just bigger, you know. But like, he is so stiff, dude. He is he can't he has, he, yeah he has lj collier level like pad level problems and change of direction problems no, he's, just, he's just incredibly explosive in a straight line credit to him but he cannot turn the corner for his life like like he'll win position at six yards and then we'll finally clear the tackle at 11 yards it's so bad so he's wow. like all speed to power which yeah great speed to power but then he'll get snatched cuz he's so high-hipped just like LJ was. Out. Oh man, dude.
1: So, we didn't talk about Yaya Diaby. Diaby, he tested well?
0: He does not play like a good tester at all. No. He he maybe. just doesn't know how to play. Yeah. Unfortunately. that's Like me. not yet anyway. He's raw. I mean, maybe there's something there. Um and we'll talk out of in the other pod.
1: There we go. There's a few names we w- won't have talked about, but I think if we haven't talked about them, we view them more as day three kind of picks. Right. Well, that's the podcast. Like the video, please. Subscribe to the channel. We have edged. We're edging out. We've edged out. We're OLB'd.
0: Maddie, how many umbrellas do you own as an Englishman?
1: Uh three. <laughs> nice. Cause there's a golf umbrella, right?
0: Like there's a, sports a
1: what? umbrella. Then oh. there's a then there's like a small umbrella, which is easy to pack away. And then there's uh another kind of like like a like a more fashionable, like a smart umbrella.
0: Now, do you have the Union Jack on them? On any of them?
1: No. Hmm. Mm. Mm. But Good. one of them kind of looks like a Mary Poppins umbrella. If you want to stick with weird stereotypes, you freak.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about an American doing a British accent and that an English accent?
1: Okay, so follow Griff at C Mike <laughs> Spin Move, follow the podcast. Follow me at Matty F. Brown, and download the show five star reviews. We we get them; they're very nice. Thank you very much. Let us know in the comments how this format worked. Did it work?
0: Did it work at all?
1: Yeah, maybe it didn't work. As my
0: audio is dying. We're dying. We're falling apart. It's
1: four fifty-three a.m. It's time we we left. But thank you everyone for joining. Thanks for the donations. Very kind. Until next time, which will probably be Ty coming back. He's been in Vegas, so we can hear about that. Lucky guy, Miss Ty. Yeah, that's if he comes back from Vegas because, like, things can happen there.
0: Yeah, he may never crawl back out.
1: No. Anyway, until that point where we will have Seahawks news to talk about. And we'll do next week, Griff and I will do interior defensive line slash five techs. Until that point, this has been the Seattle Overload Podcast. Have a great rest of the evening. Enjoy succession. It's coming back.